Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. What time is it? It's brownie time! Excuse me. Couldn't get to the cough button there in time. Didn't notice. Uh, Did you just put on your Cubs World Series ring? (laughs) It feels good. And I know how much you hate the fact that I got a ring. Yeah, the Hall of Famer, one of the greatest middle linebackers in Bears history indeed down here with Mike Singletary. Did you see Die Hard? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I did too. That was awesome. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Samurai. Down to Mark Grody. Hey, Cordero, can I get a couple minutes with you here, man? I ain't talking today, man. I'm sorry. Okay. So it's been kind of a devastating day for me with with, uh, Bubba and then the bird. So, Bubby. Bobby. And when the Patriots took a three-nothing no. lead, when I thought, they took no, a... no, 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 Les, the Bears were America's team. What are you talking about? No, they weren't. The no, they weren't. Yeah, everybody, sure they were. yeah, they were. Everybody, you weren't down there. I was. Mark Grody, go ahead. Unmute, Mark. Oh, here I am, unmuted. Oh, hi, Mark. Mark Grody on 670 The Score. Hi, everybody. Hope you're having a great Wednesday night. Hope you've had a great day of listening to. Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. I've had plenty of listening time today because I've been to Hallis Hall and back to downtown Chicago today. I was there for Matt Eberflus. I was in the locker room checking the temperature of some of the players from whom you will hear on this show here tonight. And, uh, yeah, there was uh, Brian Erlacher was on the score today. I always listen to Erlacher because he's Erlacher. He's one of the greatest Bears of all time. So I was tuned in. I did not. I was distracted. Did not hear the very end of the Erlacher interview in which I have been told there is some (laughs) Erlacher grabber gold that we will get to. And from what I understand, as far as the content is concerned, Erlacher and Grobber would absolutely not gotten along. 
And this hurts me. This hurts me because I have heavy-duty affection for both of the men. Erlacher as one of my favorite Bears players of all time because he kind of was playing when I really wasn't in the business. Certainly wasn't covering the Bears, that's for sure. So I still had a big fan cap on for a lot of Erlacher's career. Certainly not all of it. But so there, you know, you know that place in your heart for those guys, for just your faves. And it's not very original to think about number 54 as a fave, but he was. And then, you know, you guys know how close I am to Les Grobstein. So we're going to get to that a little bit later on. And I will hear it for the first time along with you as well. But we are going to be, we're going to be very bearsy all night here tonight. Here's who we have on the program tonight at 7 p.m., my buddy Mark Potash of the Chicago Sun-Times will be on to talk about the Bears and whatever else he's hot for because he's always hot for something else. Gabe Ramirez, we are scheduled to join Gabe Ramirez, the regular host at this time. We're, I say scheduled to join him from Soldier Field tonight because we were going to join him because, you know, Miami's in town to play the Chicago Fire. And that means Lionel Messi is supposed to be there. But from what I understand, he may very well not be playing tonight. And there was expected to be quite a vibe at Soldier tonight with, you know, Chicago sports luminaries and a apparently a concert that's going down at halftime that I don't even know if I'm allowed to say anything about because Gabe may or may not have tipped me off to it. So for now, I won't say anything about it. But there was a whole party planned along the lakefront tonight because of uh, the great Lionel Messi, but maybe not now if he's not playing. So we'll check in with Gabe Ramirez from Soldier Field right around 740, 45. Assuming he still wants to come on and talk with us. So Gabe at that time. He hasn't canceled yet, has he, Tyler Buterball or anything like that? Any updates? He hasn't said anything to me. So as far as we know, he's still a go. Okay, good to hear. 8 o'clock, we will restore order with Chris M of 670thescore.com, who also covers the Chicago Bears. So we got you covered. You should also know that we are open. The phone lines are open here at The Score, 312-644-6767. As a matter of fact, it just happened. Tyler Buterbaugh, our executive producer, just cleared the lines for you. So they are fresh. They smell wonderful. And they are for you. Again, 312-644-6767. And that is also our text number, 312-644-6767. If you want to get in like that. I'm also on Twitter. I've got Twitter open right now. I'm actually looking at a, an old picture of Brian Erlacher and Patrick Manley walking off a team flight. Maybe maybe it was for the Super Bowl. Maybe it was for the Super Bowl because, um, obviously, Erlacher was on just a little bit earlier here. But I am uh, on Twitter, at Mark Grody Sports. I am on Instagram, uh, Mark underscore Grody, if you want to hang out there. I'm also on Facebook. So I'm, I, you can find me. Just Google me, and it will in some way, shape, or form direct you to uh, more than just me talking to you on the radio, which I get to do, again, until 9 o'clock tonight. Well, it happened for the first time out at Hallis Hall today. For Matt Eberflus, the Bears are 0-4 right now, and that makes a 15-game losing streak overall going back to last year's season, horrible Bear season, down. Bears. And it's very possible that the Bears are going to be looking at 
0-5 after tomorrow night. If they do indeed lose to the Commanders, who are favored to beat the Bears, it is you know this, it is not a great team in Washington, but they are a two and two team, which did win their first. Like the the competition has been uh, manic. It has been night and day for Washington in their first two games, as opposed to their last two games. They beat Arizona by four in their first game, beat Denver by two in their second game, and then have been blown out by Buffalo and Philadelphia in their last two games, which just makes a higher case for them. If if you're worried that from a commander's perspective that they're not properly motivated and thinking, oh, here's a way to get back over 500. <laughs> Seems like we lost our footing after a 2-0 start, but along comes Buffalo and Philadelphia to, to put you. Actually, Philadelphia only beat Washington by three. But in other words, they, they're going to look at the Bears and you know, on top of just being a better team than the Bears right now. They will look at them as other teams have and will, as a get-well game after getting beaten twice in a row. So Washington is definitely properly motivated um, and poised to beat the Bears, and the Bears would become 0-5. And then instead of talking about players and changes that you make personnel-wise, instead of that being a number one this year, a number one at the mini-buy would be, Bears lose, will start to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. And is is he the right guy, and is this the right time to make a change? And those topics came up at Hallis Hall. So let me let you hear how it happened, a little build-up to it. This is about midway through the, the press conference out at Hallis Hall today, and uh, so it'll kind of build up to it and give you full context from Matt Eberflus being asked about his job security today. How important is it to win this game to not be looking at the mini buy at 0 and 5? Yeah, it's it's important, right? All of them are important, you know. So we're putting everything into this, all of our energy, you know, all of our uh, you know passion into it because it takes all that, it takes all of our all of our focus uh, to get this done, and the guys are wired in. And uh, you know, we just uh, when I named TJ the captain out there, we had a really good talk with the team about, hey, let's go get this thing done, and it's going to get done with determination. And there's going to be adversity in the game, uh, he said. And they said, we got to get this done. And we got to do it together. Matt, are, are you aware of the heat that's on you right now and the outside noise about your job security and things like that at, time, at a time like this? You know, in this business, you know, you've been, I've been doing this 32 years, right? So I, I understand the business, but I understand that to do it right, you got to focus on your job and you got to focus right here, right now. So you can think about a lot of different things that's going to do nobody good. And, uh, you focus on your job where your feet are right now. And that's my full uh, sole focus is on Washington. I, I believe him. And, yeah, I, he's seen a lot. I mean, he's, this is his first stab at being a head coach, obviously, and some of that inexperience is showing. But when you're, you know, he's 52 years old, he's been around a long time. He knows exactly how this league works and that nobody's going to play a violin for any head coach in the NFL that gets fired. All of that said, I don't think Matt Eberflus would get fired. If the Bears become – 0-5, I don't think that that is the kind of move that they would make. And, yes, number one, and you've heard this over and over, but it is legitimate. The Bears have never fired a coach in season. They have never done it, and I don't see any reason why this would be the time. And I know a lot of people say, 
well, what about Kevin Warren? Because that could change things, the way business is done at Hallis Hall. And it sure does feel like policy that they have never fired a head coach in season. Everybody thought maybe it would happen with Flus, but it certainly did not. Like there was that whole thing where it looked like he was gone and then and then wasn't. I don't think that this is where it begins because I, I also I look at Kevin Warren as sitting back right now and taking it all in. And maybe at times through gritted teeth and through reactionary wanting to do something or change something. But I do think that he, this is a team that was in a obvious rebuild last year. And as Hubarkish has been correct about a lot this year and making this point often is that it is still a rebuild. It is still a rebuild, but even a rebuild can go badly. And I know it sounds crazy because by nature you're allowed to play badly, but maybe not this badly, maybe not this poorly, maybe not this many straight losses, maybe not 15 straight losses if you're in the NFL in terms of a losing streak. Maybe that's that's not okay, but I don't look at Kevin Warren as somebody who wants to come in and, and shake things up this quickly, this quickly. And I'm not saying, like, maybe it's 11 games in that that Kevin Warren would do it. I'm not saying he wouldn't do it in season. But I just don't think it's right now when you have a boss who, trust me, Kevin Warren is taking notes, and he's probably already implemented changes in the way the Bears do business that we don't even know about right now. He is watching, and he sees the the Bears' sports sins that have gone on and people will be held accountable, but I just think not yet to, to maybe simplify it a little bit that, uh, but I will say like, if you're bear, like nobody's getting away with anything, you know, like he, he, he sees how the, the recent crises that have gone on at Hallis hall, whether with chase Claypool or Alan Williams, or just dealing with, Oh, and four, and then just the many number of things that have gone on that Kevin Warren has had to oversee, perhaps deal with at times directly, but then just take that note. I know that, you know, I was there too. You know, Kevin Warren and George McCaskey were in the Bears locker room after the loss against Denver. But I don't think, first of all, George McCaskey did, does make his way down there a decent amount of time. So that, that is not completely is far from unprecedented to see him down there. I had not seen Kevin Warren down in the locker room. But I think in that case, that was just a show of support. A, this was a horrible loss that felt like crap after blowing a 28-7 to lead. My guess is is that was just how can we help? What what can we do? What do you need from us right now? You know, whether players or management, we're here. Here we are. We're all dealing with this awful loss together. We're all here. So I think that that's what what that was. I mean, a 
if this was if there was some sort of edict that occurred with Matt Eberflus at that point or admonishing, then I would say that's pretty horrible timing. <laughs> that that in the heat of a moment, unless you are actually firing the guy, if it was so egregious, if in the heat of the moment of blowing a twenty-eight to seven loss, you're down there and you're in your coach's face, then that's a that's a pretty crazy management style. So I don't think that there's anything to read into with that at this point in in terms of that. But I I just don't see the big change coming. And, you know, back to what I was saying in the beginning of this in terms of this being a rebuild at at some juncture, Kevin Warren probably had had to have been sold by Ryan Poles on what the plan is and what they are going through and that there's going to be a lot of pain along the way. And it seems like, from what we understand, that Ryan Poles and Kevin Warren do have a very good relationship. Does he trust Ryan Poles and believe in his plan and think that the right thing is happening with the franchise? That's the part that we don't know. And, and hey, and another thing, too, is, you know, Ryan Poles, extremely supportive of Matt Eberflus, like genuinely supportive of Matt Eberflus through all this. So I just think that that at this point, it would be a hard ask in terms of firing Matt Eberflus at this time. As logical and and all the dots that we want to connect to 0-5 and the mini-buy, I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen right now. And we'll get into this more with – with Mark Potash a little bit later on. He was one of the voices that he's actually the first one that asked Matt Eberflus the question about his job security. He's going to join us at 7 o'clock tonight here on The Score um, to discuss more with us about it. One other person I wanted you guys to hear from in regards to Matt Eberflus is Brian Erlacher, who was on The Score today and was in that organization for a long time. And many of the faces um, that were around then – for Erlacher are around now, which I thought made this comment very interesting from Erlacher when he was asked about Matt Eberflus and his job security. You know, you can always look. It's easy to look at the head coach, but it may go a little higher up than that. I'm not sure. Um, and I don't – I mean, they've had – this will be the coach – Eberflus is their fifth coach in 12 years now. Is that correct? Somebody, they fired Lovey in 2012, right? And yeah, then, so and then it's and a, he's the Tr- fifth Tressman, Fox – Nagy. Nagy, two year two playoffs in four years, fired. Yeah. Um, and then you get and then Eberflus. And then Eberflus. So yeah, it may not be a head coach issue. I'm not sure. You know, I, I think it may go a little higher up than that. But you know, when you're losing, it's easy to point the finger and it's easy to nitpick and, and find things that, that are going wrong. You know, everyone when you're winning, everything's fun. But when you're going through the hard times, it's, it's the, that's when the media wants to jump on you. You guys know how it is. You guys have been in the media for a while. You know, <laughs> how, you know how it works. Um, no, we would never to, do I, such I'm not going to point the finger at Coach Eberflus. I don't know him well enough, but I'm sure he's a stand-up guy. And from things I've heard about him around the league, he, he can get the job done. Hopefully the Bears find a coach and they start winning some well, games. I, well, you don't think Flus is a guy? Nah. Why, okay, no. do we have to go now? No, why no. We, why we, is we everyone blaming out. Coach Eberflus? It's not a matter of – I'm tired of people blaming the damn coaches all the time. You've been through four coaches in 11 years. When is true. it going to be somebody else's fault? Oh, I mean, I'm I don't not saying understand. It, I'm well, tired of people blaming they, this dude all the time. It, it, it is, well, it is other people's fault. Well, they have a new president now. They, they have a new president now, so we're excited to see what Kevin well, what's Warren the, what's is going to do. What's the record been since they, since they hired him? Well, he, it's only his first year. They're, they're, okay. win, they're winless. But, but okay. he, I'm just kidding. He, it's not his fault. He doesn't make the roster. He didn't pick Ryan Poles, and he didn't pick Matt Eberflus. Who drafted um, Justin Fields? Was uh, that Poles' first draft class? No, that was Pace. Was it Pace? So we got that thing where nothing's timed out, where not everybody is all together on the same page. So there's a thought process. I mean, it's like when 
Tressman and Emery got fired at the same time. Remember that, Pat? It's like well, they should have never yeah. hired Emery in the first place. They should have never fired Jerry Angelo, number one. Mm -hmm. And then yep. Emery comes in and wants to fire Lovey. And then you see next year Emery gets his ass fired. Wrong. Yeah. yeah, that was bad. Uh, he's not a football guy. He doesn't know anything about football. So. <laughs> God, they hate Phil Emery, man. Oh, it's so funny how any time they – like they never take the high road when it comes to Mark Tressman or Phil Emery. It is hilarious. That was Brian Erlacher on Parkins and Spiegel a little bit earlier, and I, it it is interesting that he would say that because you know he's talking about the the, the bosses of of the head coach, and hey, if, if at some point in time it goes higher. Now, when I first heard that, I was thinking it's. He's talking about the McCaskies, maybe, because that's the constant, right? But I think he's talking about general managers, L listening to it a little bit more closely. But I will say that, yeah, look, the, the philosophically, there has been a pattern on the McCaskies' watch and on Ted Phillips's watch in since Mike Ditka, and I've talked about this many times before, since Mike Ditka, the pattern has been uh, making sure the the power stays in the hands of the owners, and and that's it, and not the GM, and certainly not the head coach, because they lost their grip on that building. I think when Mike Ditka was there, like Ditka was mean at times, you know, and Ditka was Ditka, and Ditka was a celebrity, and Ditka. Um, you know, was because Ditka was so popular, the McCaskies were not popular, and a, much was blamed on Michael McCaskey back in the day. Um, so you you have those things that are all kind of kind of popping up in terms of informing the decisions of the McCaskies now on who they hire, and since Mike Ditka, in terms of the GM, sometimes they haven't even had a GM, but. Head coaches have always been really nice, and they have all been, except for John Fox, which is just you know outlier in so many different ways, they were always first-year head coaches who you could control and would be good citizens um, and would not be Ditka and would not take control of the, of the organization. I mean, you know, starting with, with Dave Wanstead and Dick Geron, and Mark Tressman, I mentioned John Fox, but you know, certainly a veteran, but that was different. He was phoning it in at that point in his career. But, yeah, I mean, that, that's what philosophically it has been for this organization and who they hire. So you are every time you make hires that are first-time GMs, that are first-time head coaches, you don't even think about it. You're rolling the dice big time. It's a big time roll of the dice in turn it's it's 50 50 that they may know how to do the job and they may not be able to do the job i mean it's crazy when you think about it and, and you know it happens everywhere first time head coaches and gms and all of that like you you got to give guys you got to roll the dice sometimes you got to take opportunities sometimes but you roll the dice now every five or six years and it seems like they have been coming up as far as the coaches they've come up on the losing side. So whether it's Kevin Warren or Ryan Poles, if a change was to be made a head coach, they have to change the way they do business philosophically and vetting these these head coaches, whether they're the hot candidates or not. And oftentimes, it, it 
many times, actually, with the Bears. It has not been the hot candidate. Wanstead, it was. Like, when Wanstead, he was the hot defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys at the time. But, you know, Dick Duran was just a guy. Mark Tressman was from another planet because, you know, he coached in Canada. So, you know, there was that factor. Matt Nagy, there was some rumblings about him in Kansas City. Like, he was a, he was a name. You know, some people thought about him in conjunction. But he certainly by no means was he a, a slam dunk. And Matt Eberflus just kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, I, I was not really familiar with the body of work of Matt Eberflus before he became the head coach of the Chicago Bears. That was just not something that I think of. So, and and we've all, I think in some way, shape, or form – we, whether in the media or fans, we've given all of these coaches, I have, the benefit of the doubt when when they were all hired because you could make a case for them. You know, recently, Matt Nagy from Kansas City and Pat Mahomes. That was that was obvious. That was, you know, sell us on that. Even go back to Tressman. Oh, man, this guy does really cool things with offenses, and he's been on like a million different staff. So, yeah, this sounds a little bit different and outside of the box, and maybe the Bears can have an offense for the first time in ever, ever, ever. Um, so there are logical reasons for it, but it just has not panned out. So change the way business is done if you get to that point. Um, i got to take a break here, but – the phone lines are open, 312-644-6767. What are you thinking about in terms of big changes that you would make with the Bears? Are you ready for another? I mean, seriously think about this because you, you're following along if you're a Bears fan. Are you ready for another coaching change? It always sounds like the fix, and it always, it's very adrenalizing, and it's very exciting when your team is doing poorly to t- try to topple the head coach. And it, it is a blast in the midst of it. You know what I'm saying? Like going through the candidates and meeting a new head coach and everything th- seems fresh and new. But are you really ready for it? Because it just keeps not working. 312-644-6767. So a big change or something dramatic with the bear. Are you ready for anything in that regard? Or are you like still early, still, you know, Still keeping an eye on things. I'll let you know if I want something huge to change. 312-644-6767. Potsy at 7 o'clock to talk Bears as well. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Hello. Let me get your calls in a second, but Tevin Jenkins has been practicing this week after missing four weeks with a calf injury. And based on the information that I've been able to gather, including speaking to a source, I'll just say that I would be very surprised if Tevin Jenkins does not play in the game against Washington. Can't quite come out here and guarantee it, but I will uh, leave it at. I would be very surprised if he wasn't playing. But it does create an interesting situation because now what do you do? If you is, Is Cody Whitehair ready to play center? I don't think so. Is it sure appears just from the glimpse of practice we were getting that Lucas Patrick would still be the center? I mean, I, that that could be wrong. I mean, as soon as we we see like two minutes of practice now, so I'm exaggerating a little bit. So we I, I don't know what they did once we went back inside in terms of the the configuration of the offensive line, but that does create an interesting question. Like if uh, Lucas Patrick is in there. What becomes of Cody Whitehair? Because Nate Davis played well. He's good to go. He's going to be playing right guard. Do you? And we know how good Tevin Jenkins is. Tevin Jenkins is probably better than Cody Whitehair at this point. Is there maybe an easing in of Tevin Jenkins, a little rotation going on? Or could I be crazy and thinking that maybe maybe Cody Whitehair will play center? But it does. So that's that's another thing. We'll ask Mark Potash at seven o'clock and Chris Emma at eight o'clock. The offensive line. Has uh, become intriguing again. 312 644 6767. To your phone calls, we begin with Thomas in Batavia. Hello, Thomas. You're on the score with Mark Grody. Hey, hello, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. I have, um, I had a point I wanted to make, but first I'd like to address your question. So actually, I have two things that I'd like to ask you. The first is, yeah, I'm ready for uh, Eberflus to be fired. Because what I see as a coach who doesn't prepare his players, doesn't prepare his team, and has more of a focus from the outside, it looks like, on being a friend to his players and being more friendly and personal and, you know, giving them time off. And he just looks too soft. He doesn't look experienced. Well, I got to tell you real real quick, and I'll definitely let you go on, Thomas, but um, Matt Nagy was more of a player's coach than Matt Eberflus has ever been. So while he is, while the players do like him, I I think you might be mischaracterizing a little bit on that one. But go ahead, Thomas. No, it's good. I like to hear your perspective because you guys are, you know, in the know. I think you're right, though. I think Nagy was, but I kind of see Eberflus – in that same ilk. Um, the other thing is, 
a guy like I think like Tom Thayer would probably be a little more cerebral and a little more holding people accountable. But when it comes to um, Justin, everybody said, oh, he had such an improved game against Washington. And statistically, he did, and he executed. But what I saw, and I'm curious to hear what you have to say, is it looked like things were schemed a lot better for him, and it looks like his first read options were executed. Mm -hmm. I didn't see a whole lot of Justin thinking and improvising and fixing things. It looked more like we should be crediting Luke Getze rather than Justin Fields. And I'm interested in hearing what you have to say about that. All right, man. Thanks, Thomas. Thank you so much for the call. Appreciate it. And, yeah, he was. I mean, he, he was schemed a lot better, a hundred percent, with all the, the bootleg action that they were doing, any sort of misdirection, they were going with it. So, of course, he was put in a better position to succeed by Lou Getze. That doesn't mean that far from meaning that you just say, oh, well, it's just the system now. We're, I can't go there now. Like, all of a sudden, he looks good, and we're going to say, well, it's the system. He's a system quarterback. Yeah, he looked better, and you got to give Justin Fields a lot of credit for looking better in that game. Back to the Eberflus stuff, and, you know, is he a bad head coach? I'll say at this point, I still don't know. It doesn't look good on a resume when you blow a 28-7 to lead late in the third quarter. I mean, that that's an easy one to put it. Th- I mean, you got to be able to hold that lead, or you have to be able to win the game. I understand teams are going to come back, and it's the nature of sports. Big leads can be hard to completely contain. But, yeah, you definitely pin that one on the head coach. I don't know. I, I certainly don't think he's as bad – as the Bears' record has been, been has been. I mean, they had an awful roster last year. Keep that in mind. And I trust me, I'm far from being an, an Eberflus apologist. But if you're asking the question, is the guy a bad head coach? I don't know if I'll put him in that category. I, I is it would he is it time to make a change? It might be. It it might be just to change the complexion of everything and philosophies and all of that. And, of course, I love the idea of Tom Thayer. Tom Thayer being a, a coach, I mean, that that is supposed to have happened now for about 20 years. <laughs> Just because it's hilarious. When you get a good ex-bear or ex-athlete that is an analyst, we all want them to be the coach. We all want them to be the manager. You know, Olin Krutz, man, oh, yeah, take over the offensive line for sure. And that would that would probably be pretty good, actually. And so would Thayer, for that matter. Boy, I'm doing it now. Yep, it's true. Both those guys should be coaches. Let's go to Dan in Elmhurst. Dan, you're on the score. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. I uh, just want to say that this Bears season hasn't been fun, but I've always loved listening to you all Thank after you, the games. It brings a smile. So Appreciate um, it. Going on to your uh, Blues comment, um, I, I think they should keep them the rest of the year. Um, you're around the team a little bit more, but um, I actually think this is going the way that they, he plans it for Ryan Poles. Um, I, I think that now they know they're not going to go anywhere. I'd like to see him bottom out. They'll they're in Carolina pick and just finish the year the way it is, get to the point where you can kind of restart and then realign everybody, like you had said. So you'll have quarterback, GM, and president, and um, I would let Eberflus finish and uh, bottom out and start fresh next year. You're not going anywhere, anywhere. Yeah. So, yep. All right. All right, Dan. Thanks, man. Yeah. No, I don't think that he's gonna 
get fired, and I don't know that it's worth it for this season. And you know, the only other part to this too, you know, we talk about Kevin Warren and what he might be doing or thinking. Now, that would definitely be a way for him to put a mark on the team to you know say, all right, this is a change in the way because symbolically it would be in terms of never having fired a head coach during the season. But I think that continues. And I just I just don't think it look, if they get embarrassed tomorrow night, then maybe all bets are off if it's like one of those fifty burger games or you just lose awfully. My God, all the Bears losses have been tragic this year though. So I mean it quite frankly would just be a trend that continues. Man. I don't even like there's been we've all seen some bad Bears seasons and I've covered some, but these losses this year have just been painful, man. That like right out of the gate, the the loss to thirty eight to twenty. <laughs> after all that, after all that talk about the the Packers and opening night and Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers and the Bears lose by eighteen in that game. Then they fall apart against Tampa Bay, lose to Tampa Bay 27 to 17 blitz by Kansas city by 21. And then one of the worst losses in Chicago bears, regular season history occurs against the, uh, the Denver Broncos and they lose that one 30 to 31 to 28. So yeah, I mean, it would have to be bad tomorrow night just to match or surpass any of those losses, but bottom line is this just my, this is my opinion. I don't think it's going to happen this at this point. At this point, I don't expect Matt Eberflus to to be fired. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Tyler, where am I going? I'm going top here. Two, three. Oh, we're all the way to the bottom, all the way down. Okay, we're going to Jack in Glenview. Then, hello, Jack. You're on the score. Hey, how you doing? No, Jack, I'm great. Thanks, man. How you doing? Good. I have a question for you. I think Ryan Pulse is really smart. And I don't believe for one second that he thought this team was as good as other people thought they were at the beginning of the season. Uh, I remember listening to the, the Molly and our show, and they played an interview where he admitted that T.J. Moore was not his first choice. He was trying to get two defensive players Mm -hmm. from Carolina, which means he wasn't out to help the quarterback as people think he was. I don't think Justin Fields was his man. I don't think he thought he was going to win a lot of games. And I think he's setting up for next year. I think that was the plan all along. People getting pissed at the coaches. They're getting pissed at everybody. This was a bad roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is, you know what, that is, Jack, that is definitely worth remembering. I mean, we all kind of made fun of their roster last year, so there should not have been an expectation of victory, but these losses, I mean, I just kind of went through it, and these losses have been so bad, there's been so much incompetence, whether you want to talk about the coaching staff or the players on the field, that you, you have to look at everything at this this point. Um, yeah, one way or the other, though, I do believe that that Ryan Poles was going to help his quarterback. I mean, he had to help his quarterback. 
he he was able to get DJ Moore from Carolina had he not gotten DJ Moore. I mean, talk about incompetent. I mean, if he hadn't done something to help Justin Fields in that offseason, we would have been talking we would have been circling Ryan Poles a long time ago. And he's not off the hook. I mean, you know, when I talk about something looking bad on a resume, how about Chase Claypool? I mean, that one unless there's some miracle that occurs and Chase Claypool is back on this team, which I do not predict, do not predict that. As a matter of fact, I would predict that you will never see Chase Claypool in a Bears uniform again. Sorry, that one, yeah, that one hurt. That that puts that puts the Larry Ogunjobi thing down a notch for sure. I mean, like, that, it's almost off the board now relative to what's going on with, with Chase Claypool. So, um then he is smart. I mean, you know, Ryan Poles, smart dude, all of that. We're just seeing if he can build a football team. 312-644-6767. It's PC in Atlanta. What's up, PC? Hey, Mark. How you doing tonight, man? I'm well. How are you? I'm listening to you on the app. And, uh, you know, that guy Tom is a freaking moron who called in earlier. But going back to the Wait, hold on. Defense, what did Tom what did Tom say? I don't even remember. Tom. Well, no, how the, the you know how Justin feels everything was 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 uh schemed uh, Oh, you know, right, 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 yeah, right, right. Okay. Get, yeah, so yeah. the the rollout when he hit Komet in the end zone, that was all Getsy. <laughs> Khalil Herbert, the touchdown to Khalil Herbert that was in the yeah. third quarter, mm-hmm. that was all Justin. Yeah. Uh Fair. listen. I, I think the kid can play. I mean, Caleb Williams, the tanking, Mark, I don't know. I mean, it seems like from day one, and ever since training camp started, you hated Justin Fields. I mean, you're negative about Justin. I mean. I am? Is, he, yeah, he can't, play, he can't play defense. The defense is horrible. Yeah. Well, here's what I, I think I was, and, and I, you know, I don't know, negative if you want to use that word, that's fine. I was reporting what I saw in training camp. Unfortunately, PC, like there were more bad days for Justin Fields in training camp than there were good days. And you're not the only person. Look, when that stuff gets out, the people are very protective of Justin Fields. And I like the guy too, man. I, I I didn't like having to, you know, be critical of the guy, but it just it didn't look good, PC. You know what I'm saying? I just got one question for you. Suppose he finishes the year, his stats break every quarterback record that the Bears, you know, in Bears franchise history, which isn't saying much for a quarterback. But do you let him walk, or, or I mean, he's still on, he's still on our contract next year. You don't have to pick up his fifth year, but do you really let him go? Well, no. I, look, I, I, for hey, a man, fifth round pick I, I, after PC, he sets every record. I allow absolutely for the possibility. Justin Fields could turn it around and be great. Of course, yes. If he was, the, if he becomes the best Bears quarterback statistically in history, if he passes up who? What? Jay Cutler, Trubisky has some records, I think. Jim Miller has some records, I think. But if he gets there, then that would probably definitely portend big time improvement for Justin Fields. So yeah, I mean. I am not here to be, you know, like just because he played poorly so far this year, you know, not not last week and in training camp. Of course, you allow for the possibility that he could turn around, and and I would love it because I like Justin Fields. And if last week was more of what he is, then that would be absolutely phenomenal. And I like Caleb Williams. I'm not there yet. Like even even if I am down on Justin Fields. 
I don't have the energy yet to start thinking about another quarterback, another like tr- just it's Trubisky and Fields back to back first round pick quarterbacks that have that had been an absolute whirlwind, and I've been there every single day. So personally. I'm not ready to talk about that. I have been told it's time to take a break. 312-644-6767. More of your calls are coming up. Mark Potash of the Sun-Times to talk Bears at 7. I'm Mark Grody on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. Bears. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Let's get back to more Mark Crody on Sports Radio 670, The Score. Huh. Ex-Northwestern coach Pat Fitzgerald is expected to sue the university, it'd be Northwestern, for wrongful termination for multiple reports now. So that probably will be hitting tonight or tomorrow but uh, it's been a while since we've had a refreshed version of that story so that ought to be interesting from Mr. Pat Fitzgerald the ex-head coach of the Northwestern Wildcats we were talking about the Chicago Bears and we've been getting into it in terms of Matt Eberflus's future with the team what if they are 0-5 I don't think they make a change unless the game is just a complete abomination Go to Jerry in Rockford. Hi, Jerry. You're on the score. Hey, how's it going, Grody? Good, man. How are you? I'm fine. I was just telling the guy, uh, I gave Matt Nagy and Jim, or Jim, Jimmy Graham, the bum of the week mm. with Les Grabstein. Strong. A long time ago. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just going to go ahead and give Matt Eberflus and Chase Claypool the bum of the week this week. <laughs> okay. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, man. Like, it's come up every game so far in the press box. The fact that we don't have Grobber this year hurts more than ever. And I'm talking about from an on-air perspective. You know, I have my moments personally where I miss less, of course. But, man, Grobber and the way he would be dealing with this 0-5 start, especially the first game, 38 to 20 losing to the Green Bay Packers and less having to deal with those calls in the overnight and and less for people who don't know the Les Grobstein our f- former overnight host here on the score our midnight to 5 guy who still has yet to be replaced so he is he has become as i suspected irreplaceable and by the way we are going to there is going to be some grobber 
content later on in the program because Brian Erlacher was on Parkinson Spiegel today, and they played him. They played him the rant of Grobber going after Brian Erlacher for congratulating or embracing an opponent, a teammate, or I should say an ex-teammate, out on the field, I believe it was Danielle Manning. I think it was Danielle Manning with whom he embraced. And Grobber threw a fit. He was enraged, like genuinely triggered, impulsive. He was just crushing Erlacher over this. And they played it. They played it for Erlacher. God, I wish we had time to do this right now. We'll, we'll get into it, though. They played it for Brian Erlacher. And Erlacher... Apparently, just a, I heard a little bit of it, kind of went off on less and was borderline disrespectful. So this hurts, man, because I love Erlacher, but you know where my heart is, and it's with the Grobber. So we will get into that a little bit later on. Coming up next, we will talk to Mark Potash, who asked the first question to Matt Eberflus today about his job security, the first of us that had, had asked that question. So we'll talk to Potsy about Eberflus and uh, all things Bears coming up next year. I'm Mark Grody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 